it was seen by 67 million people. It took two years to make. It was shown in 40 countries, in 17 different languages. Go, 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 go. Nominated for 18 awards. Hold it up, he's coming straight for us. Don't screw it up. Yeah. Don't wait for me. Now, shoot! Roy Scheider. Well, why don't we start leading the shark into shore instead of him leading us out to sea? Robert Shaw. He's gone under. He's gone under the boat. I think he's gone under the boat. Richard Dreyfus. And it wasn't Jack the Ripper. It was a shark. If you forgot what terror is like, the original Jaws is back. Coming soon for a limited engagement at a theater near you. Dearest mother, 44 years ago today you birthed me into this world. For that, I am eternally grateful. However, I do find it a tad peculiar that on this day, celebrating my life, I still have not heard word one from you or father. Forgive my frankness, but I am beginning to take this matter personally. I have been working hard day in and day out watching Jaws even on my birthday. And you still haven't found the time, nary the decency, to send correspondence to your youngest child. If this continues, I have a good mind to stop writing altogether. I'd want this to sound like a threat, but I'm at my wit's end as to what is going on. I fear trouble or illness may have befallen you, our father, but even that I would hear word from the town doctors. Now I think... It might just be a simple case of rudeness on your behalf. I hope that that is not true, and my restlessness is merely a figment of my imagination. Anyway, I just finished watching Jaws the film again. I think you two would really like it. I'd love you to come visit sometime. Anytime. Please? Well, tomorrow is another day, and another chance to hear from you. I hope that I do. Until then... With love, your son Michael, Jogis 4th, 2020. Joggist, it is Joggist, where I will be watching Jaws each day. 
podcast, got a podcast, but I'm not quite sure what I will say. The choice of this time might give you pause, cause it has nothing to do with Jaws. Jawgist, it is Jawgist, where every day I will watch Jaws and talk about Jaws. It helps if you like Jaws. Here's to swimming with bow-legged women. Oh, it's cold. It's too cold. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. It's too cold. And I, um, I'm not manly enough to do it, but okay. Okay. Okay, here we are, folks. August 4th, um, 2024 days in. Four times in a row, I have watched Jaws every day, and nothing is going to stop me. Nothing is holding me down. I am loving it. Um, And I enjoy putting these episodes together. As you may have heard in the beginning, it is my birthday today. And um, so I watched Jaws a little bit in the morning, had the day off from work. Then my wife and I took a drive to Newburyport, Massachusetts, which is like sort of by the beach. It is a beach community. There's right on the water. Um, Driving in, you go through Salisbury, Mass, and there's, I think it's a bait and tackle place where they have one of those sharks that you may have seen in other places that is pretty much, if not 1,000%, modeled after the tiger shark strung up in Jaws. And I said to my wife, oh, I should pull over and take a photo of it. But it was in a parking lot and there were people around. And yeah, she didn't want to do that. So it was like, it's my birthday. But we went and had a nice seafood dinner. Um, and by that, I mean seafood dipped in a, a nice um, golden uh, uh, deep fried batter. To me, that is the best way to have seafood. The worst way uh, is to be seafood like some of our, some of our, our friends in in the Jaws film. Um, basically, there's no segue. There's no segue to that. I'm here and I'm ready to talk more Jaws. I wanted to focus on uh, today. Oh, man, that went. Oh, Ooh. Whew. have a gansit. I wanted to focus on Hooper a little bit today. I've talked about Quint. I've talked about Martin. So why not talk about Matt Hooper, Richard Dreyfus, who... After this, did another Spielberg movie that I absolutely adore too, Close Encounters, right? That was after this. Obviously, this was Spielberg's first big movie. Um, If you've ever seen Duel, it's a man and a truck, and it's a truck chasing down a man. I would like to have seen Robert Shaw in that film as the man and the shark as the truck. It's late. It's late. I've had a very long day on my birthday. I don't know if that even made sense. Back to Hooper. Um, He is the linchpin, the connection between the 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 every man of Brody and the mad fisherman of Quint. He's the guy who's kind of like he's level headed, but he's also obsessed with sharks. Uh, A couple things I didn't really notice I didn't realize or I forgot I don't know that he's a rich kid 
He talks about, you know, his dad bought him a 12-foot boat. Yeah, I know Mike Mike um, has, a, has a boat too. But this one, he talked about it. It just, I thought, okay, he's got a 12-year-old kid. He's got a big boat, a boat big enough that, um, a, you know, it's an inboard, becomes an outboard. I don't know. I just felt like hearing that um, was like, oh, that's a clue to him having lots of money. Uh, maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But also him showing up at the the Brody house, he brings two bottles of wine with him because that's what rich people do. You bring wine places. We're going to have a discussion about that. That whole scene is going to be talked about. It's been much discussed in text messages, and I believe it will be discussed between these people on that were on the text message live on August next week. Looking forward to that. Um, so he's this rich guy who has all these rich gadgets. And I have to be honest with you, I've said it, I think I've said it before him having the dropsies. Uh, he drops the tooth, he drops the spear, but he also drops the ball. And I'm going to tell you where he drops the ball. And that is when Quint first sees the shark. Okay. And first is wants to shoot the shark with the barrel. He's going to aim at the barrel. He's going to aim at the head. Now, that may have really effed things up. I don't know if it would have killed him, but a clean shot at the head. Um, that was the plan. And Hooper had to tie his little sonar up to the, to the barrel and um, delay things. And he's like, don't wait for me. But he did wait for you, Hooper. He did wait for you. And because of that, um, it took longer to kill the shark or the shark, you know, right in the book, doesn't the shark just get beat up so much? It finally dies. How boring, how utterly boorish. Um, yeah, he, it, it drives me crazy watching this going, wait, he was going for the head. He wanted, he's like, what are you doing? I hope I had a clean shot at the head. And, um, but it didn't, he didn't get so angry at, at him that it carried on. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he screwed up there. He screwed up there. He screwed up with the tooth. He screwed up with the spear. He screwed up uh, a lot. And, you know, but he said, hey, Quinn, I got stuff on here that'll kill that shark. Now, I'm wondering, does the Oceanographic Institute, um, like, do they like you killing animals? Is that something? Um just a thought. And then I wondered, is the Oceanographic Institute an actual thing or is it just Hooper? Is he the guy who just like funded this whole thing himself, like made his own thing up? I don't know. These are things that are going through my head when you watch this movie over and over and over again. And I talk about Quint's, um, you know, introduction being like the greatest in all of cinema. Hooper's introduction is like so much fun because he just brings this levity and this confidence with him he's this little guy but he knows he knows what he knows and uh he he knows what he knows and he knows what he is uh he just brings this level of confidence with him and this kind of like you know this this young guy smile i don't know what it is just this enthusiasm that um is pretty contagious and he's not a doctor right like that's another thing they let hooper examine the body um 
of or the remains, and I am going to learn that speech. I'm going to say, maybe I have to read it. I'd like to be able to learn it off book, as they say. Um, but I am going to read that speech at some point this month. I realize I can't just talk about Jaws. I got to do some fun stuff with Jaws too, not Jaws two. No, 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 not Jaws. Also, All, and I, I was thinking about this today. Can I actually watch Jaws two, Jaws three, and Jaws the Revenge for thirty one days in the coming years? Can I actually make this a four year ordeal, like? I feel like this is a treat so far. I'm only four days in. I feel like this is a treat because I get to really examine this classic bit of cinema. Like, I don't think I'm going to come out of this an expert, but I do feel like I'm going to come out of this with a deeper knowledge, appreciation, just overall kind of, um, I guess I already used the word knowledge, but just I'm going to have a deeper love for this movie and I'm going to be able to speak on it, I think, better than I could in the past. You know, I always knew many, many of the quotes, but there's new things that are coming up, new little, new little things that are popping up here and there. Um, and that I really am looking forward to uh, doing and talking and learning and just taking this little month, almost like, almost like I'm taking a at-home course about Jaws. I'm teaching myself about Jaws in a one-month online course, and you're all, you're all in there with me. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Uh, and I can't wait to talk more about Hooper and more about Jaws, but I'm going to do that right after this. And now, Jaws Conspiracies with Jesse the Body Ventura. Hello, I'm actor, writer, professional wrestler, and former governor of Minnesota, Jesse the Body Ventura. And I want to talk to you about a little-known story related to the movie Jazz. It is pretty well known that the book Jazz and the movie that followed it were funded by the Central Intelligence Agency. The entire story and film were created so that the deep cover asset you know as Steven Spielberg could test out a manned underwater vessel off the shores of Martha's Vineyard. The objective was for a man, codenamed Bruce, in a small submarine disguised as a shark, was going to maneuver down the east coast of America, past Florida, and into Cuba where he would assassinate Fidel Castro. Unfortunately, much like the fabricated production tales of the quote-unquote film being made, the shark never quite worked enough. Eventually, the operation was scrapped, and to try to alleviate some of the casts, the movie went on as if that was the plan, and the only plan. It's just another long line of ocean-related movies funded by the CIA, going back so far as the incredible Mr. Limpet, starring known assassin, Don Knotts. As everyone knows, Don Knotts has the record for most kills by an assassin, or as I like to call him, a Sicario. Don Knotts. That was Jaws Conspiracies with Jesse the Body Ventura. So I talked a little bit about uh, Hooper's great speech with him examining the body, but it did, like, 
it did give me pause. Like they're letting this guy from the ocean oceanographic oceanographic whatever the hell it is institute examine the body. Does he have the qualifications for this? I don't know. Um, that I was like, really just letting him do this? But you know, the medical examiner, <laughs> he um, I don't think he gives a crap. Ever since Brody hung up on him. Um, I don't think he cares what Brody thinks or what happens. But um, that whole speech is great. He gets some of the best kind of speeches as well. I know Quint, you know, you can't, you can't, um, you can't compare. So I shouldn't say speech, but like moments. So I, it's funny, um, I must have been looking up Jaws a lot because on my Google, kind of like on my app, on my phone, you know, it pops up things that you may be interested in, things you've been looking up. And an article came up and it was just yesterday this article uh, was written for Collider.com about some of the best um, one take long scenes in cinema. And one of those is Jaws. And I was like, what which scene is this? And I've watched this scene. I've watched this movie three times already before I read this article. And I had... It didn't really dawn on me that this scene was just one long take. And Richard Dreyfus, pretty much, I mean, they're all in it. Murray Hamilton, uh, Roy Scheider, they all have these moments. But I feel like Richard Dreyfus kind of drives the boat, as they say. Hooper drives the boat. Uh, and it is such an amazing scene. And this time, today, I watched it specifically to see like how it was like just appreciating it as a a like an acting moment where there is no cut away for a good while and everything that happens is happening right there on camera as you see it and i just thought it was uh, a pretty amazing scene wait, wait, wait. a big one and any shark expert in the world will tell you it's a killer it's a man eater look the situation is that apparently a great white shark has staked a claim in the waters off amity island and he's going to continue to feed here as long as there is food in the water. And there's no limit to what he's going to do. I mean, we've already had three incidents. Two people killed inside of a week, and it's going to happen again. It happened before. The Jersey Beach. 1916, there were five, five people killed. chewed up in the surf. In tell one them, week. Tell them about the swimmers. A shark is attracted to the exact kind of splashing and activity that occurs whenever human beings go in swimming. You cannot avoid it. If you open the beaches on the 4th of July, it's like ringing the dinner bell, for Christ's sake. Look, sakes. Mr. Vaughn, Mr. Vaughn, I pulled a tooth the size of a shot glass out of the rectal of a boat out there, and it was the tooth of a great white. It was Ben Gardner's boat. It was all chewed up. I helped tow it in. You, sh you should have seen him. Where, where is that tooth? Did you see it, Brody? No, I didn't see it. He, he dropped it. I had an accident. Way in. And what did you say the name of this shark is? It's a carcaridin carcarius. It's a great white. But you, you don't have the tooth. Look, we depend on the summer people here for our very lives. You are not going and to have to close those unless beaches. You we're, finished. we're not only going to have to close the beach, we're going to have to hire somebody to kill the shark. I mean, we're going to have to tell the Coast Guard. Mr. Vaughn, you have to get shark We're going to have to put extra on because you have to the world is going to come in here. We I don't think one of you are familiar with our problems. I think that I am familiar with the fact that you are going to ignore this particular problem until it swims up and bites you on the ass. Now, wait a second, wait a second. There are two ways to deal with this problem. You're either going to kill this animal or you're gonna cut off its food supply. Larry, we have to close the beaches. Brody, sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. 
Now, I want those little paint-happy bastards caught and hung up by their Buster Browns. That's it. Goodbye. I'm not going to waste my time arguing with a man who's lining up to be a hot lunch. I'm going to see you later. Please don't do this. He's not... Mr. Vaughn, what we are dealing with here is a perfect engine, uh, an eating machine. It's really a miracle of evolution. All this machine does is swim and eat and make little sharks. And that's all. Now, why don't you take a long, close look at this sign? Those proportions are correct. Love to prove that, wouldn't you? Get your name into the National Geographic. <laughs> save August. August? For Christ's sake, tomorrow's the 4th of July, and we will be open for business. It's going to be one of the best summers we've ever had. Now, if you fellas are concerned about the beaches, you do whatever you have to to make them safe. But those beaches will be open for this weekend. So that entire thing, up until uh, Roy Scheider saying, Larry, Larry, we can save August, they cut over at that point. Uh, but before that, everything was one take. Uh, well, I don't know if it was one take, but it was one shot. Uh, it was all done at once. I, I feel like I detected a little spot where they um, fixed the like the audio a little. Like maybe Roy Scheider did some ADR recording after the fact when he said like 1916 or New Jersey. It sounded a little canned. I don't know. This is just me watching it over and over, but that doesn't matter. That kind of stuff happens all the time. The fact that this entire thing and it's driven by Hooper, by by Richard Dreyfus in this in that scene. Uh but even Murray Hamilton's kind of like like I underrated his acting. His like like he's kind of half listening, half paying attention, kind of not really caring. And then he cares more about the fact that a sign was being um, being written on, was being destroyed. Uh, he cared more about that than he did the fact that already two people have been eaten. Eaten. Um, but he's like, mark my words, these beaches will be open. He's like, you do what you got to do. But mark my words, these beaches will be open. Um so that's a great job by Murray Hamilton. I don't know if I talked enough about Hooper. I'm sure I didn't, but I wanted to focus a couple of things in that scene. Um, and I, and I think I, I shed, shed on him a little bit too much. Uh, but he also provides some of the best laughs in the movie. Um, two points I want to talk about two scenes. The first one is I didn't, I never even realized this. The first one, I should say the second one, the first one I've loved a million times. It's after um, Quinn calls him out for being, you know, as college kids, you're not educated enough to realize when you're wrong. And then Hooper just starts like MF and M with, you know, like, like, um, I don't know what the hell thing is, you know, with the arms and, and sticking his tongue out at him. And then he's up on the, um, up, you know, at the captain's chair going, I, I captain, I, I, I'm not going to take this abuse much longer, which is that WC fields or something like that. I don't know. Um, but, the other scene, which is more Roy Scheider, really, is when they finally get a good, sh- good look at the shark. Um, Hooper grabs his camera, and he needs uh, he needs Brody to go out all the way to the end of the boat. I don't know what that little thing is called. They've said it a thousand times. I'm sure I'll get it. 
he wants him out there for um for depth like so he can get kind of like um he can have like something to compare it to he's like what huh why why what what do you mean he's like go out there i need you to go out there martin will you go out there martin will you please go out there he's like uh it was it was awesome that and Rochard is like screw that that is one of my favorite scenes that i didn't realize was going to be one of my favorite scenes now i enjoy it every time i see it um before I go today, I want to talk about um, something I didn't notice before. And this time it's right after that scene where it's like the beaches will be open. They show everyone showing up for Fourth of July. And right by where the people got off the boat, there is a giant blown up photograph of uh, Brody with all the fishermen and the tiger shark that they caught. And next to that, there's this big stand with shark souvenirs. So somebody is allowed. I don't know if, but I mean, with that photo there, it almost felt like it was the town itself is taking advantage of the fact that maybe people are coming here because of a shark. Not the skipping it because of the shark, but maybe they're actually coming because of there's a shark and maybe they'll get to see a shark. And so... They're almost promoting it with this photo like, hey, look, we killed a giant shark. You know, um, maybe there's more. Come get your shark souvenirs. Never noticed that before or never just paid attention to it before. But seeing that, I was like, what? Shark souvenirs? Two people are dead. And uh, well, three. They, no one even cares about old Ben Gardner. But um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Something that I, that I noticed this time. Anyway, folks, that's it. I'm done and I'm out of here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The website is fans.experts. The Facebook page is fans.experts. Did I say the website without .com? Because you know you do .com for a website, but you'll find it. Fans.experts.com. Nobody goes there anyway, huh? Now listen, I am trying. I am going to put like ads in the paper. I want to get people leaving me um, memories or thoughts on Jaws. You can do that. You can do that by going to anchor.fm slash geekmentality. There's a button there that says message. You can leave a message. And I'll play it on the show unless it's terrible. Um, anchor.fm slash geekmentality. Click on the message tab and uh, share your Jaws memories. I got a lot of time to fill. So... Um, Go into detail if you'd like. I don't mind. Anyway, folks, I'm done until tomorrow. So have a good night. Uh, happy joggist, everybody. And here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Cause I'm kind of funny and awesome I think that I'm worth your time And I'm kind of handsome My mom says Please listen and Please subscribe At least listen to this episode That's not experts